0: Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Radcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. So this morning we're talking about ruling and reigning. So in life there's two domains that we really have got to make sure we rule and reign over. And if we don't rule over one, God will never reign over the other. And so these two domains do fit together. The first one is Jesus ruling in your thought life. And the second one is Jesus reigning in your heart. And so we're going to talk about your thought life in this message. In the next one, uh, we're going to be talking about reigning in your heart. So let's pray. Father, as we come around the Word of God this morning, Lord, we pray for your anointing. We pray for revelation. We pray today that, Lord, as we hear the Word... Lord, your Holy Ghost, that you'd talk to our hearts. You'd equip us, give us strategy, give us understanding, give us faith to be able to do what you're talking to us to do. And Father, I pray as we hear and listen, whether in this auditorium or online today, we will be set free in Jesus' name. Amen. First scripture this morning is Genesis chapter 4, going right back to the beginning of the Bible. I'd like to have started from Adam and Eve. We just don't have time. But but it really does pertain to the message, and that's the hard part about it. But uh, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 5, it says, But for Cain, his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Verse 6, And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your face fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not do well... Sin crouches at the door, and and its desire is for you, Hmm. and you shall rule over it. What an interesting, interesting thing to hear from God. So the first point, what I really want to bring out this morning is the unseen world always rules over the seen world. Quantum physicists are finding that out today. The smaller you go down into atoms, the greater the power that is going to be released. And the message here is that the unseen world is always supreme over the seen world. The spiritual world, another way of putting it, the spiritual world is far greater and more powerful than the carnal world. We've got to understand that as Christians, and we don't talk enough about it, unfortunately, in in church. It's about the unseen world, the things that you don't see, but we see the results of the unseen world. I want to give you a little testimony about it this morning, Uh, and I asked my daughter if I could share it today, Um, and she's given permission for me to share this testimony. And uh, our daughter has been a school teacher for many years, and and she basically is trained for early childhood, but she she covers all parts of, of primary. And uh, Renee has learned from a very young age about this principle, about the, this unseen world always, always rules over the seen world. And so she was at work, she's doing relief teaching at this point of time, and, and anyway she was in one of the rooms and she got this call to come to another, to a grade one room. And that this little tot in grade one had gone, gone off her head. She was throwing tables around, chairs around, they just couldn't control her. The vice principal was in there. The teacher was in the room. The teacher's assistant was in the room. The three of them could not control this little one, grade one. She was just going off her head. And so they called Renee, and Renee walked into the room. And she could see chairs everywhere, books everywhere. She could see, and, and, and these three adults were there just messed up, just could not get control of this little one. Our daughter walked up onto the platform and she looked at the looked at the class and just started humming a worship song. That's so all she did. Just started humming. She said, Dad, I was going to sing, but I a bit about the message Pastor Dan did, you know, about having big big faith or little faith. She said, I had the faith to hum she stood on the platform and she just hummed and hummed this worship song. And within seconds, this little one stopped what she was doing. Stopped her crying. Stopped her throwing books. Stopped everything. Now this had been going on, this fighting stuff had been going on for some time. And as soon as Renee started to hum, it all just stopped. Renee went down on one knee, held out her arms. And this little one, that she didn't know her, never met her before, just walked to her and hugged her. The unseen world always rules over the scene. Today as we talk about your thought life, it's the way in for the enemy, Way in for the glory of God. It's the unseen world, this little thing here. See, Cain had no sense of sin. He thought his gift was enough. But all the while, sin was crouching at the door, like a hungry tiger waiting for a chance to enter. Jesus said these words, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. See, church, sin crouches at every every one of our doors. It's there all the time we don't you know we come to church and we sing a nice couple of nice songs and we go home we live our life just nice and normal that and totally forget sometimes that you and I are in a warfare yeah. and it's a warfare for our attention it's a warfare to win this little bit of real estate here the most precious bit of real estate I own is between my ears the most valuable bit of real estate is what goes on inside my head. Next meeting, we'll talk about the heart. But it still see, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is full of accounts of people who have loved God, who have attended church for years and years and years, have done all those things, who have missed the mark, who have lost their call, have lost their glory, who have lost their anointing, have lost these things in God, and have been seduced because they've been seduced in their thinking. Yeah. History's littered with these people. The scriptures are littered with these people. Yeah. People who have loved God, people who have had every good intention but have been seduced away and have at their birthright has been stolen from them because the one reason of not ruling in their mind. They didn't rule and today as you and I as we sit and watch TV, it's there all the time, isn't it? In the form of advertising. What you got's not good enough. You need this latest bit of makeup, or you need this latest fashion, or what you got, and and seducing us away, trying to, we we, we go home, and we see the next door neighbor with a new car, an enemy there trying to seduce us away to go into big debt, whatever it could be, but there is an enemy out there, and he's trying to get our attention, and history is littered with, I've met many, many people with far greater gift than I have had, a greater call than I have today, who aren't even in church, (laughs) because they couldn't rule, what goes on in here have been seduced away. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you, should, that you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the, ru- the world's rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places, how often do we hear these messages of, of hey, there, there is an enemy out there and it's a spiritual enemy and he's out to get you and I. He's out to rob us. and We've got to be vigilant. Therefore, take for yourselves the whole armour of God that we may be able to scare, stand withstand the, the evil day and having done all to stand to stand. Therefore, stand. Having your loins girded with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness to take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is of God. The war is raging. Sin wants to rule and reign in the inner kingdoms of man's heart. And if we can possess our thinking, if we can't possess our thinking, or if the enemy can possess our thinking, it's not a long journey to our hearts. This is one thing you learn about warfare is you learn the kink in the armor, you learn how far it is from the beachhead to the place, city you want to conquer. And if the enemy can win the beachhead in here, you'll yeah. conquer what's in here. Yeah. We'll talk about that next message. So our thought life, it's all like, like the ram of the computer, six, Ephesians 6:17. Take the helmet of salvation. The helmet. Of salvation, it's a protection to the head. It's symbolic. It's a protection of what goes on in here. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk, walk after, war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. It says in two Corinthians ten five it says casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What's it talking about here? It's talking about there is a wrestle that's going on. And sometimes as Christians, we're a little bit too passive. We're a little bit too passive about who who who's going to run my thought life. We're a little bit too p- passive about the words we hear and getting caught up emotionally on the words we hear. We're we're too passive about you know this guarding this heart. We're too passive about the filter that that comes in the words and the things that come in. What we see that comes into our mind that's wanting to seduce us away. See the de- the devil is never too busy to rock. The cradle of a sleeping Christian. And we've got beautiful people with great calls on their lives, never ever come to that place of seeing it fulfilled. The thoughts we must rule over, they're many thoughts of fearfulness, thoughts of negative thinking, critical thinking, covetous thinking, confused thinking, self centered thinking self-sabotaging thoughts, depressed thinking, thoughts of self-harm, revengeful thinking, jealous thinking, oh, rebellious thinking, the list goes on, doesn't it? What's some of the thoughts that you've got to battle with? What's some of the thoughts I've got about? What are some of the thoughts that come into our lives that, that connects us up? Oh yeah, but there's an element of truth in that then. Have you been there or is that just me? We well, you hear something said and you throw it out. So, look, you know, my head's not a rubbish bin for every bit of rubbish that wants to come around. I don't want to hear that stuff. I, I don't want to hear it. But, Dan, it's true. Yeah, it might be true, but I don't want it in here. <laughs> I don't want it in here. I don't want it in here where it's going to take my time. I don't want it in here where the enemy can get a beachhead. You know the facts are there's a lot of cruel things happen. There's a lot of awful things happen in the world. But if we listen to the wrong thing, if we muse over the wrong thing, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to grab our hearts. It's going to grab our hearts. If you just take this statement home, if you just remember this statement, it will be a winner for you. What the mind entertains, the heart retains. What the mind entertains. The mind, what, what, what we think about, what we think about predominantly, what we think about most, what, what catches our attention, what we allow goes on in our mind, what our mind entertains, our heart retains. It'll go in there and it'll stay in there and then we've got to get it out. So what's the answer? Let's spend a bit of time. What's the answer? Number one, subject our thinking to the rulership and the lordship of Jesus. Let him be the filter. Let him be the filter of what goes in here. You know, some of us, we just need to turn the jolly TV off. You turn it on of the morning and there's always somebody pulling someone down, isn't there? There's always somebody criticising someone. There's always something going on there that wants to get in here. Bad report, bad report. The weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, they're, they're, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Let's subject our, our thinking. Let's, let's have the filter. Let's have a filter. Is this, is this godly? what I'm listening to. No, I'm not just talking about dirty jokes. I'm not just talking about swear. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about some of the conversations that I'm having, are they godly? Yeah. You know, your, your, your boss may be a whatever, but he's still, or she's still your boss. Because yeah. you salute the position, you don't salute the person. We may not agree with the, what the government's doing. We may not agree with, we may not agree with wearing these Things. Someone said, I've never looked so good since I've been wearing a face mask. <laughs> but that's the brakes. And you can spend all day arguing with yourself about it. Is that right? We can spend all day arguing with ourselves about the stupid thing we said to someone last week. And all along we've got this fight going on inside of our minds. And, and so the weapons of our war, they're not carnal. But it says we wrestle. Those of us who have done wrestling, you know it takes the most energy of everything, doesn't it? I did judo for many years, and you get in some of that groundwork, it takes a lot of energy, a lot more than boxing will do it's a wrestle it's, it's face it's up huh and sometimes we need to get up face to face with our thinking and we need to say you know what you make me feel good to think that I'm a loser you make me feel good to think that you know I'm am I'm a nobody but you know what that's not going to take me to where God wants me to go and we need to really stop and the the thinking that we've been thinking is it going to take us to the end goal and if it's not it's not worth thinking about it let Jesus be the filter do you sin? More than likely if you're like me. But you know what? We've just got to get over ourselves. Is that right? If we want to walk this journey with Jesus, we've got to be prepared that, you know, we're just going to have to learn to forgive ourselves instead of condemning ourselves and condemning thoughts all the time. We cannot win in the natural world if we don't win in the spiritual. We can't. Can't win there. If we believe that we're a loser, we'll, we're not a loser, but we'll live the life of one. Because <laughs> I know the, most of us are like the rest of us. We get this, when we put our head on the pillow, we think about the day that's gone and we think about the things we've done wrong. You know, it says here in verse five, it, it, it says pulling down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God it says pull them down Be secure enough to confront your thinking. Be secure enough to confront the negative thoughts that we think about ourselves. Be be secure enough to confront some of the junk that comes around our lives and say, you know what, I don't care if it's true. Be be secure enough to say to our friends who get to this negative talk, talking about so-and-so, criticizing this and criticizing that. Listen, let's stop the talk. I'm, I'm sick of it. Oh, yeah, but Dan, in all reality, I don't care about that. (laughs) This is the only reality I know. (laughs) We've got to, see, the thing is, if we can come to church, we can love God with all of our hearts, we can have every great ambition to serve God and everything, but it'll never happen if we don't do something in here. My old pastor, Kevin Dales, he'd say, Dan, you need to have a checkup from the neck up need to have a check up from the neck up. It's so true. Yeah. What's your private world? Yeah. What's the conversations in your private world? Right. Come on. It doesn't matter how smart you are. What's the private conversations? You're still thinking over some of the dumb words your father or your mother said to you? i like a dollar for every dumb word I said to my kids. I'd be a millionaire. But I spent years condemning myself over that. Yeah. I just had to go to my son and say, Steve, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I need you to forgive me. He said, Dad, I don't even remember them. Well, what heck was I doing remembering them? And some of yous, Are the same come on tell the truth and shock the devil it's true come on where are we at what's our thought life like do we need to stand up and do we need to pull down those imaginations and subject them to Jesus the first place the second one is do a thought diary do a thought diary write down every negative thought you're thinking do a thought diary follow your emotions follow the words of your mouth somewhere along the line your thoughts will find their way into your conversations do a thought diary just check how negative what are the the negative thoughts let's see you can't get rid of an enemy the problem was they said in vietnam is you couldn't when the vietnam morning couldn't tell the enemy from from the allies because they all looked the same we, we've got to identify in our minds sometimes what are the negative thoughts that i'm thinking what, what are the negative thoughts what specifics are they and let's go after those things and let's give them a flogging and the holy ghost mm-hmm. see one thing about jesus he never negotiated with terrorists not like us yeah. we'll find this out in the next message but we, we identify them. What are the words? What are the conversations that get me in? <laughs> is it the government? Is it the prime minister? Is it your teacher? Is it your boss? Is it your part? Is it your husband? Your wife? Is it your kids? A particular kid? What is it? What is it? The one? What do I need to identify? What, where is that negative bit there? Wow. Where is it? Let's 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 sort it out. Let's do a bit of diagnostics. We do an engineer. We do diagnosis. Is that right, Paul? You're an electrical engineer. It's time you have to find out where the problem is, hey. Where is the problem so we can fix it? So what is the specifics in my thinking that could be pulling me back? The third one is focus. Focus your thinking. You know, it's very easy to be, in our thinking, a window shopper. It's very easy just to walk up and just whatever's coming around occupy our minds. One thing about us, us men, we don't like shopping. The only time I go shopping is when I want to buy something. I know what I'm going to buy. I'm into the shop, I'm out, and I'm gone. Is that right? How many other men are like, agree with that? Ooh, Bunnings. I own 50% of Bunnings. Mm-hmm. I know what I want. I can be in and out of there. It takes me longer to drive there than what I was in the shop. <laughs> I know what I want. I'm not window shopping. But I had a mate, and he didn't have town water, and he was getting a bore sunk in his yard, and he went uptown to buy. A, he went uptown to buy a pump. What did he come home with? A dog. <laughs> True. He did. A dog. Do come home with a dog, what happened? <laughs> it's like, who's got a five-year-old boy, three-year-old boy? We call what they call chasing butterflies. You ask them to go and do something down the backyard and what, you know, half an hour goes, by, have you done that yet? And they're, down, they're playing at their cards. We, see, we're like that with our thoughts. Come on. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Really we, we can be like that with our thoughts and, and we can get just window shot. What's ever there? You know, the Bible says this. It it says, finally, my brothers, finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, think on these things. Why don't we? Why don't we focus our minds a little bit more than what we do? Because the the, the benefits, the benefits are so amazing, they're so great. You know, just taking time of a day to pray and just say, you know, I'm just going to muse over one scripture a week, over one verse of scripture, and I'm going to think about that thing, I'm going to tear it to bits, I'm going to open it up, I'm going to meditate on this thing all week. The revelation you will get the change in your life will get. But we oftentimes, we we whiz over one thing and we whiz over another thing and and we're window shopping with our thoughts. Window shopping. See, set to exercise your mind and to set your affection. If only we learned to do that, we'd have a lot more marriages together. To be aware. Oh, gee, that woman presses my buttons. Oh, gee, that gives me a nice feeling. I'm self aware. I better be careful. There's trouble there if I don't. Come on, this is true. 40% of our marriages or more break up and divorce. Why? Where's a start? starts with not controlling our thoughts it starts with not ruling over our thought life, it starts with window shopping with our emotions it's true guys you say oh Dan I don't get tempted, well Mm. you're either lying or you need to go and see a doctor Mm. (laughs) we've got to be smart, we've got to be smart with our mind, we've got to be smart with what goes on here Let's be focused with our mind. Let's set it today. What am I going to think about today? What are the things I'm going to to really think and build on today? I'm going to finish with this poem that I've had for many, many years. And it's been a real strong one for me, because I don't know about you, but I've had to really work on my thought life. I've had to really work hard because I'm random by nature. They have trouble with me when they have these notes because they say, what are your notes? And I say, mate, it could end up anything today. (laughs) Hmm. Very, very random in my thinking. So I've had to be very disciplined with my thoughts. So this poem, might Help You, it has been a great help to me. You are the keeper of the keys. You are the guard at the gate. Waiting to get through those doors is love and also hate. In line to enter in is gentle peace and violent war, but you must choose who will and who will not come through those doors. Intolerance tries to enter in through the wings of fear and pride. It hides behind the dreams of belonging, waiting to get inside. Oh, be alert. You are the guard who must decide who goes and who may stay. For you are the keeper of the keys to your mind. Who will you let in today? Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to rule over your thoughts. You've got to have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your thoughts. Put on the helmet of salvation. If this doesn't have much to do with the kingdom of God, I don't want to hear it. It's about salvation. I don't care. You know what? I never had the the perfect pastor when I came through. And you know what? I wasn't the perfect pastor for 30 years. I don't know why people stayed with me. I was dysfunctional at times, did the wrong things at times, but what was I going to do? Wait till I was 150 to become a pastor. (laughs) Then I'd make a whole new lot of mistakes. You know what? We could always find Something to be critical about. We can always find something negative, but you are the keeper of the keys to your mind. You must rule. Isn't it amazing? Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.